Well, hello, I'm Joe Bill. And I'm Melissa. And this is Nearly Sacred. Sacred. And we've got an exciting show today, don't we, Melissa? I'm guessing so. You're in charge. Ooh, that's a dangerous proposition right there. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that maybe people ought to vote on when I'm in charge. I think they have. Well, they don't count then. Their votes just don't count because I'm in charge. Can I say so? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to call this the uh, 2020 election podcast. It's oh. what, whatever I decide. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, well, this guy's in, he, he won. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this guy did not. <laughs> right. That's how we're going to do this for now on. Everybody go to bed. One guy's winning. And then yeah. suddenly. Yeah. Yeah, no, not that guy. We we replaced the guy that was winning with yeah. someone that's not winning. Yeah. Let's see if anyone notices. Remember those old coffee commercials? Mm, yes. Like they would do the, the taste choice Was it thing. Maxwell House? Yeah, I think so. Uh, replace it with like Sanka or something. I don't remember. Yeah. No, no, it, was a ni- it wasn't Sanka. It was a non-brand name. Right. Well. I don't know. They didn't want to get their asses suit off. But yeah, it was like. Let's see if they notice, mm-hmm. and they would like have them in the morning. This is terrible. Yeah, you know, drinking is the coffee. Going like, on? Oh my god, what is this? Right. That coffee would be Biden, Joe Biden coffee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I mean whatever. Right. So it's great. It's great. My gas was three dollars and twenty cents a gallon this morning. Right. It's fantastic. Well, I'm not really. In the end, I'm kind of a neutral force in the sense that, like, I want whoever won to win. And um, I don't believe that Biden won. I'm sorry. I just don't feel it. You're a conspiracy theorist. Don't see it. Yeah, I guess so. But right. just not buying it. Oh, I guess we are. That's what we do. But I mean, at least the, the, the last person that was president is still alive. And that's better than we've had in the past. True. So. That is unusual. Unless he's a clone. That's right. a whole nother world we haven't talked about. Normally, when our elections change hands, it's like, um, you know, the, the previous guy just sort of gets his brain splattered across to something else. And then we don't know who did it. Or humiliated right. or whatever. Yeah, then we don't know who did it. You could well, be could be like I don't think you can humiliate humiliate Trump. I don't think it's nah. possible. Well it could be could be like Nixon. They say all kinds of sorts of things about him and make fun of him and he's just like he just keeps going. Could be like Richard Nixon where he just flies away on a helicopter. Yeah, no. Like you know what? I don't think that would ever done. Trump would never do that. Yeah, that was one of, kind of one of those singular moments, like I'm done presidenting. Yeah, no. Pat it with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah. Now it's like he does not care. Nothing phases that guy. Nothing. No, I think does not care. I think it's like God's revenge on America. It's like here you go. Here's a tank. Like you can just try to dent it with missiles and stuff, but it's just gonna bounce right yeah, off. <laughs> like, that's pretty much him. Like here it comes. It's it's coming in. We've got him. Got him in every single and way. He's still going. Nope. Well, anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. But we did. Are a, we we did a little bit. No, I think you're gonna look at the news, right? Right. That's usually what I do. Okay. Well, then do that. So uh, I just can't even take this. I cannot hardly even. Mm, 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 mm. Apparently, uh, you sent me an article about um, the prosecution is um, backing down now from the Maxwell case. According to what's the source? Oh, wait, I got to get my other source up. So I have two sources. This is the right. worst news ever. <laughs> I know. Where'd you, okay, this so is fake Vanity news. Fair. Vanity. This is fake news. Yeah. Vanity Fair. Right. The prosecution is fumbling like it's a football game, right? Because, you right. know, it's about human trafficking and, you no. know, across the whole world with elites and billionaires. Like child sex trafficking. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I bet it doesn't end there. I mean, I'm sure if you're doing sex trafficking, probably the other kind of trafficking, because, you know, you know, organs go for a lot of money. Well, once you start trafficking, you don't stop trafficking. Yeah, typically. I think it's kind of a biz. It's not exactly like you draw the line and go, we'll traffic this, but we won't traffic that. So they're saying basically um, they're having trouble with a lot of their um, witnesses coming up and speaking well enough that it's doing anything. I don't know. I, I don't I didn't read the whole article because I can't even take it. I can't. Well, like it's, they have so much evidence. How are you going to do the news if you can't read the news? <laughs> they have so much evidence. That's why I'm not a newscaster because it's all this is bullshit. Like, let's be real. Hmm. Um, I mean, 
they have literally, literally pictures and pornography and um, all the evidence they could ever need to show these people were doing this. Right. And now because a couple of witnesses probably, I don't know, got paid off or got threatened or they have like tons of black magic hanging over their heads. Um, they are having trouble getting these people to speak. I mean, so if you were able to run, how long did this thing go? How long has it been going? I don't know. Well, Epstein's original uh, conviction, like this isn't even a debate. This is like the conviction that Epstein had was in 2008. Right. And there's pictures of them that go way back. So we know it's been going on probably at least 20, 25 years, maybe more probably longer than that we know that sex trafficking was going on i mean there was the whole uh um scandal with the um what's the boys the boys home orphan thing where boys they town were, boys town scandal and and the things that they you know I, I watched a documentary um many years ago about that and they were hanging witnesses over the building on with one leg and threatening them saying if you speak we're going to drop you off this building like this. I mean, that does add some tension to a trial. I, yeah. So you and I, you know, we know, uh, there's people who that, you know, in this world, they call them targeted individuals for one reason or another. And Mm. these networks, I mean, here's an example, and this is an extreme one, but, uh, John wick is kind of like that. He kind of gets targeted. And they have networks everywhere. There's people everywhere. I think he reverses the targeting. He does. He does. He's a, he's, he's, he's a targeted individual that takes the whole thing down, which is amazing. Says he's had enough. (laughs) He's had enough. Right. And, and he's equipped to do it. So, um, but a lot of people aren't equipped to do that and, um, they don't even know how to begin to do it. So they cave because it makes your life hell. Well, I think that people very often are presented with doing something that's hard or something that's easy. And most of the time they're going to pick the easy thing because the hard thing is accountability and a lot of unpleasantry. Right. And this is how the world's become so evil right? because people don't want to stand up and nobody wants to help the person who's being targeted because, well, they more often blame the person who's being targeted. Yeah. They blame them or they think they're, you know, the big one is people's, think they're crazy or insane or i mean who could i mean some of the stories is just absolutely insanity so any other news uh, uh, yeah so anyway my point on that is just so how do we maybe we can get into that but um we all know who's guilty in this and um well that's kind of what today's show yeah, is going to be we're gonna get into that so anyway that's i'm gonna lead off with that and that's just super I don't know. Annoying. Um, the coronavirus attacks fat tissue, scientists find. Well, I think so. it also attacks skinny tissue, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is this like a fat shaming thing now? Is no. that where we're going with this? No. Coronavirus. Are you fat? It can You're t- probably going to die. <laughs> yeah, no. It attacks fat cells directly. What well, does that mean? I don't know. I mean, does it burn it off? Because if, if it does, I could use some uh, Corona to burn some weight off because I've got some spare tire around I, my I don't know. center. Right. I don't know. If that's all they say. That's. I mean, you know, at this point, they can say Corona like goes after people that have green fingernails. And Well, um, I kind of think it does. Right. Um, not green fingernails, though. But my theory is that it's actually because it's, I think maybe we've talked about this before. It's based on the crown, right? Corona crown, son. We haven't talked about it on the podcast, but yes. Oh. We talked about it profusely like at our store and in other domains. Well, yeah, we did kind of predict that the sun was going to be a problem, didn't we? Yeah. But anyway. Big big centerpiece of our teaching, yes. Yeah, it was pretty huge because of the eclipse. But anyway, so um, I think that there are going to be certain people that are going to be immune from it well that's usually the case for any uh, epidemic right like there's people that just don't get it in this case i believe it's a spiritual issue well i don't believe that i i think that that's verifiably true now whether or not people want to deal with that is another another thing entirely but all medicine previously you had to have spirit behind it in order for it to work i mean that was the 
the whole idea behind like, you know, where I was born was St. Mary's and they used to incense the halls and all kinds of things. And then somewhere along the way, it's like, nah, we don't need all that. We just need medicine. <laughs> so I don't know when that shift hit all the way, but I know that now that it's here, everybody has gotten well, really I weird don't with it. ever remember incense in the halls ever remember that yeah that was in the 70s i think that they were doing you that. weren't alive in the 70s i didn't say that i was but oh. i've talked to many people that were alive in the 70s never ever do i was alive in the 70s and i don't remember that so well not that i want maybe to you weren't away paying, my age maybe you weren't paying attention i think i was maybe not maybe I would, rem- I would remember that maybe you didn't notice all the incense pouring out of saint mary's i doubt it <laughs> so um that's that yeah, it's a, I, so I think it's a spiritual issue, and I think that, um, prove me wrong. I don't think somebody can. I don't know that you could anyway, because we've gotten to a spot in America now where you can't really have a discussion, so all you got to do is just right. like yell at people, and then if you really disagree with them, you take a knife or a gun and apply said bullet or knife to person you disagree with. Right. And that ends the argument. Right. Yeah. That's where we've gotten. Yeah, and I do think incense can help too. So let's uh, see. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Blockbuster Jacob Rothschild himself spills the beans by lifting the veil. Now you understand their total end game with this pandemic vaxes. Yeah, there's a paper trail to be found on Rothschilds and coronavirus. Believe it or not, if you want to look around in that, we might do a podcast on that someday. If you if we decide that's something we want to do, but they were preparing for that, and I think. Oh nine, twenty ten, somewhere around there. That lots of Rothschilds and coronavirus is yeah, coming. Yeah, people up. are dropping dead from this thing, and nobody's saying anything. And they keep going to get it. Right. I mean, uh no. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting to say the least. That <laughs> the people are this uh this silly. They're that dumb. And when I say that, I don't mean like I think they're very educated people that are very educatedly defending getting vaccinated. And uh, the thing is that. It doesn't really, if you're dealing with a spiritual problem, smart isn't probably going to help you. No. What's going to help you is spirit and spirit doesn't necessarily care if you're smart. Like that's a, an op, uh, a different thing. So you have to be able to, to identify in life. Is this a spiritual thing or a physical thing or a combination of both? And so, I don't think most people can do that. Nobody. Well, so a lot of people talk about the rapture, right? Yep. And they say, um, you know, that the good will be taken out and taken to heaven or whatever. That's but, the common theory. Yes. But it's one of the things it says is that there will be one planting or something and one, one they're standing next to each other and one's gone. Yeah. Two are in a field and one stays and one doesn't. Yeah. So, um, did anybody think that could be people dropping dead? The earth well, could be literally cleansed like the black hole sun song video. Like they all get sucked off the earth, the evil do. Dying is by te- dying. Dying is technically leaving the earth. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not so sure. Well, I think that that's a, a possibility. At the very least, I think that when you see something like this in the past, when we study civilizations that go missing, and we're usually, you know, you get to this spot where you're studying them and you go, I wonder what happened to them because they were here for about a thousand years and then all of a sudden, dot, dot, dot. My suspicion is that all of a sudden often is like something sort of like Corona. (laughs) It comes in and people get harvested and sifted and just destroyed in different ways. And then that culture is gone. And I think America has enough blood on it now, you know, and and let me be clear about this. We're not, I don't think we're unique in that. I just think it's time for us to get our ducks in a row. And so um, it's hitting here and we're supposed to be getting our ducks in a row and instead we're spinning around like tops and arguing about things that don't matter yeah pretty much um in other news so i just wanted to let you know that um there was apparently a galactic peace treaty last night sweet yeah i i have the inside track. i don't think i got the invite to that you didn't you oh didn't. man and there were uh, also uh, people who believe that they are gods and controlling reality were in a big fight yesterday about who is actually controlling reality. Well, whoever's doing it, I have a few words. It's my Twitter. Like, there's some people. You just aren't on the inside. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry that I... I have the inside track to this. Sorry I'm missing out on all that. Yeah. 
But sounds like you're in the know. So I'm, I'm leave, in the know. I'll leave it to you. So things should be getting better now, right? Mm. For all these people that are manifesting reality, I'm going to blame them. Yeah, I didn't want to get into that because they just make me mad. I got, I already got into it with one of them a little while back who said that she was going to be on the stage and on TV because she's the thing. Sounds like you're doing... She smokes pot all day. That's so, her job. Sounds like you're doing a lot of that. No, I'm not. That was a Christian yesterday. Oh, well... That could be a problem. And, and that was something else. So I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to get into it. It's just when people make blanket statements as if they're experts about something. So this was had to do with... Uh, remember, remember Nicolas Cage and Left Behind? Yeah. All those Christian movies where it's like raptures hit and then they're like... All the Christians are like... he was cheating. He was an airplane pilot. He was. Yeah. All the Christians are... worst movie I ever saw. It was pretty bad. It sounded like a Casio keyboard. But the Christians are all secretly very smug, right? Because it's the end of the world. And they're like, ooh, we knew that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except not in this case. Because most Christians are not necessarily even doing what the Bible says. They're kind of doing... I'm not going to get into that. Doing other things. I'm not even... Well, you did because you mentioned they were Christian. No, all I said was, is that I got into an argument somewhat. Right. Not really, just a disagreement. Is that to say all Christians? I'm too tired mm. to argue with anybody anymore. Is that to say all Christians are doing that? No, I'm just saying that clearly mm-hmm. there are some things written that might be being ignored by mm-hmm. what people refer to as Christians. Um. Also, apparently, there was another Christmas parade fiasco massacre. Speaking of Christians. In Hayden, Alabama. <laughs> right. So, again, if you start seeing a lot of bad things happening on your holy holy holidays, you should ask yourself, like, why wasn't there a blanket of protection? You know, like, that'd be the first thing I'd be thinking. Not to say that uh, Yahweh can't do what he wants to do. It's just to think, like, why are we experiencing terror on a day that's supposed to be about like the messiah let's think about that but we don't do that like as a nation we don't really think that anything means anything i guess Uh that's what i see well i'm pretty sure that the people yeah but i think the people that are running the cars into the crowds don't believe in god doesn't matter because just because the christians have enemies quote unquote that's nothing new right i mean we we've seen that over and over again and it was a minivan was the last one a minivan or was it a? I don't know i don't keep track but what i'm getting at is that what's different is that the enemies at this point are just plowing over them right like it's some kind of weird video game Mm. and previously that wasn't really the case like we didn't see we mean you would see news stories about like the occasional shooting or something but you didn't see it like as a a constant. In fact, I, I saw an article just before I got on that said that homicide is way elevated in about 12 states, more mm-hmm. so than ever right now. Mm-hmm. So what's your explanation for that? You think it's just like a, a, a fluke? Is it just a coincidence? I mean, what are we what are we doing? What's the context? You know, I know what I think, but I'm not really interested in what I think. I know I'm more interested in what other people are trying to use as an explanation at this point. Because at some point, your reason has to come in and go... You know, here's what I think is happening. So what is it that you think is happening? Uh, It's fine. Right. Status quo. Yeah. And there's been more um, attempted uh, shootings going on in Springfield schooling. This is becoming a pretty big issue. Um, Literally happening almost daily now. There are kids that are threatening to do this and being arrested for it. So... People Something need, clearly is going on. People need to watch more Saturday Night Live with Dana Carvey. Remember when he would do the the church lady segment? Satan. Yeah, he's like, could it be Satan? Right. Then he had Santa Claus up and he was like rearranging the letters. And he's like, Santa. He's like, Let, I wonder what that could be. And he rearranges it and it's just Satan. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, something to think about. Yeah. Well, we're almost at 20 minutes, so I guess we'd better wow. get into the rest of what we have to say. Yeah. So what do we have to say? I don't know. What were you going to do? All right. Well, the big thing I was going to cover on uh, this edition of Nearly Sacred, that pertains to the Maxwell case. And the reason that I want to kind of discuss that is because uh, it is a, a much longer running case than most people think, right? It's been going on uh, in the actual judicial branches since 08. 
but this whole uh, fantastic uh, level of crazy has been actually started since like 2000, if you really want to be technical about it. And even before that, uh, due to Jocelyn's um, or Jocelyn or however you say her name, I'm going to call her Miss Maxwell, um, her illustrious father, Robert Maxwell. So that's where this kind of whole uh, rabbit hunt is going to go because when you start following all these pieces around it gets very interesting very quickly you start discovering some things that you normally might not be aware of but you might suspect right so there was some uh reporters following uh, her sister yesterday asking if they were her father was in the Mossad and if they were part of the Mossad and the CIA and all of that so i think that's kind of well known yeah her father was named Robert. Robert Maxwell. And he was found, like, naked on the Canary Islands. Like, he went out onto his boat, because he had a boat, and evidently he fell off his boat and just washed up on the Canary Islands naked. Isn't that where La Palma is? Yeah, I think so. It is. But he just showed up there, and this is in the 90s, right? And um, uh, Robert Maxwell was very famous for uh, one specific thing in the, the history of intelligence and cloak and dagger sorts of things. Uh, and that was, there was a piece of software called promise P R O M I S. Are you familiar with that? It's crossed my radar. Right. So it started as a, a caseload management tool for attorneys and, um, they wanted to be able to pull and keep up with their cases from different databases that didn't speak the same computer language. So pretty much the same problem we have now between, Microsoft Word and LibreOffice and, you know, all the other contenders out there that are out there. Uh, if you write something up in Microsoft Word, most often it won't open in something else smoothly. Like you've got to do some conversion to make it look right. So this is an old computer problem that we've been trying to solve now for like mm, 50 years. We keep resolving it about every, oh, I'd say five years. <laughs> but um, Promise was the first one to really do it well uh, in a way that combined case management with uh, other features and the other features that it started um, integrating into its, its case management were the abilities to monitor your utility usage and um, other, you know, facets. So it became kind of a, a caseload slash surveillance tool is what started happening with it. Hmm. So eventually, as you might suspect, since it was so good at doing all this, the uh, three-letter agency, the the C dot I A. <laughs> I'm sure you'll. Be I just a, say it now. Yeah, I don't care. No, I don't either. I'm just saying, like, they they picked it up and they backdoored it. They said, you know what, this is an awesome piece of software. We're gonna backdoor this thing, and they they reverse engineered it and stuck this backdoor in it, and they effectively stole it from the original developers that made this piece of software and uh, the original people that made it were, it was called Inslaw Corp and they took it from them and all these people started buying it in part because this back door was in there. Of course they weren't told, you know, these other countries weren't told there's a back door because that would be rather bad for you to, you know, <laughs> officially buy a piece of software that you knew was compromised. That would not be good. Mm. So they needed what I would like to call a shill to to sell the software you gotta have a shill right one of my favorite words yeah good shills are hard to find so if you're like straight up cia you're not gonna be able to sell the software because people are gonna go hey you're cia (laughs) (laughs) kind of a giveaway check it out i've got this really cool software you're gonna really like it i mean it's totally awesome also i'm cia so that's not gonna work it's they're not gonna buy it (laughs) So they found Robert Maxwell to sell the software. And in the meantime, he sells the living shit of the software. Like he just sells it like crazy. And there's like millions upon billions of dollars flowing on it. And a lot of the Arab nations pick it up, uh, such as Osama bin Laden. And uh, one of the chief attorneys dealing with this piece of software, in case any sort of litigation comes up, is any guesses? No guesses? No. You know her well. It's a her. Okay. Any other guesses? No. Hillary Clinton. Oh, 
shock. Yeah, who would have thunk it? She's right in the middle of all this all the time. Right. So back in the day, Arkansas, between Bill and Hillary and and Inslaw and this Promise software, they were flying drugs through Arkansas like it was some kind of a you know rock candy highway or something, uh, and distributing it about the world. And so uh, they get caught up in this, and they they effectively steal the software and defraud Inslaw of you know, millions upon billions of dollars that are their intellectual property, right? Right. They just take it. And then the body count starts going up because everybody that says, Hey, that's my software kind of winds up unalived. Hmm. So Mm -hmm. they're unfriended. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Hey, that that's my stuff that I've been up. Mm -mm. Mm. You accidentally had a car wreck, uh, too slippery of a window that you were standing near. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All these unfortunate coincidences started happening. Right. And keep in mind, this is a. It, the irony is, this is legal software, right? This is, this is the thing that we use to keep track of the cases that we have that are supposed to be about justice, hmm. right? So this goes on for a long time, uh, in the seventies, eighties, um, and nineties, uh, and continues to happen and continues to happen. And there's back doors and people that figure out there's back doors and the level of intrigue gets very high, as you would imagine. And um, they form an organization with all these backdoored pieces of software called, any guesses? No. The Octopus. Get out. Nope, that's its name. They call it The Octopus. Get out. Yep, The Octopus. Yeah, The Octopus. Really? So the reason they call it that, I'm sure, is because it has many tentacles. And Osama bin Laden winds up bragging, allegedly, that he said that his money would never be frozen because he knows the American financial system so well by basically reversing the software that there's just no way they were going to be able to freeze his assets. Did they? Well, no, they froze. They just killed him. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the story that we, we all think is what happened. (laughs) We think. I'm going to confirm or deny that. Nobody knows anything now. But we think that, that according to Obama, that we killed Osama bin Laden, but we also, deep sea burialed him and didn't really have any pictures of it and kind of it was all very strange and there was like only like 10 people on the ship right. that the whole thing was odd but but we were reassured we got him yeah right so this whole thing happened this this shuffle this shuffle of money thing was happening and then you got the clintons and the cia caught up in it and the promise software and the dude selling it is robert maxwell who happens to be Gislaine's uh, It's like it's father. Maxwell's equation. Yeah, it's sort of like that. And uh, the conclusion is that Gislaine comes in and, you know, hooks up with Epstein and uh, the Mossad by extension because they're moving around some very powerful places such as the Queen of England's uh, estates. Yeah. They showed pictures came out that, you know, they're hanging out with the Queen at her cabin. They're all just kicking back. Right. And evidently also trafficking 15-year-olds. No. Right. So a lot of the... the there the, was never a naked guy coming out of the palace either. Nobody saw that. No, yeah. Hanging off of bed sheets. <laughs> there was nothing like that. That was no. totally planned. There's a lot of That's di- what you're thinking. A lot of disturbing things in hindsight, like uh, what was his name? The Russian guy, uh, Yeltsin, running down Washington Street, the streets of Washington with his boxers looking for pizza in the middle of the night. What? Oh, yeah. I yeah. didn't ever hear that one. That's oh, a good yeah. one. Yeah, it's a good How'd one. How did I miss that? I don't know. People, these things happen, and we just all kind of... Uh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, now I'm going to have to look that up. And then Clinton later on said he got his pizza. I bet he did. <laughs> I bet he did. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful world we live in. Boris? Yelp. Was his name Boris? That was Boris, yes. It is Boris. <laughs> oh, God. But he was the one that, you know, after Gorbachev tried to realign the Soviet Union. Yeltsin kind of moved in there real snake-like and jumped in and uh, took over. (laughs) And he and Clinton worked with the UN and, you know, lots of different things uh, appertaining to the, uh, was it, uh, what was that, uh, remember that ethnic cleansing that was going on over there? Um, There's been a lot of them. So which one? (laughs) It's a Russian one. It's a Slavic one, but I can't, I can't get there right now. But yeah, they were working together well, on that. I, you know, I just woke up from a nap, so my brain's already. It'll come to me later, but yeah. I can't get there right now. Mm-hmm. But I know that they were tied into Bosnia, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Herzegovina and yeah. Bosnia. Yeah, everybody knows that one. But there was one other one in there that I think it was near Macedonia. But 
Uh, at any rate, Armenian? No, that's oh. no, no. This was Macedonia in, in that region somewhere, and like I said, it'll come back all to right. me later. But at any rate, all that was happening, right? And they're all buddy buddy, and there's little slips that start to occur. So, and they said that Yeltsin had a drinking problem, so he was just drunk in his boxers in the middle of the Washington streets, wanting pizza. Normal. Yeah, it's not uh, not an unusual. Yeah, yesterday thing. there was. Um, speaking of that, there was a. Um, people at where it was being shared everywhere was Hillary Hillary and um, her daughter talking about when she was a teenager and having friends over and you know ordering pizza right in the middle of the night and of course we so all we all look back on things a little differently in light of Podesta and all this other uh, I'm sure in that yeah. case it probably was pizza but why are they sharing that now like yeah, it's bad timing yeah so so one of the things that that Maxwell and Epstein are doing is they're flying around with Bill Clinton you know on this uh, alleged Lolita Express there's no evidence they did anything wrong Joe Bill for crying out loud well, you're just completely making so, innocent people look bad so, so let's discuss the actual facts like let's stay away from speculation because I'm sure that no one that has a lot of power would abuse it at all because never they would know that bad things would happen but remember in like um Remember in 99 with the Y2K scare, like everybody was scared that the year 2000 was going to come and we we're going to face computer apocalypse. Yeah, I had like, I don't know, five gallons of water and right. like, I thought, you know, that would have lasted me like half an hour. Yeah, I didn't believe any of that. And, but and for, yeah, I for, was ready. For those of you that are too young to remember it, it was a time. Too that, young? Yeah, because you've got people what? now that are, yeah, they're going to not How know. How could you be too young to remember that? Well, they, they could be. The the Y2K. So my grandkids, maybe, but they're not listening to us. <laughs> well, I don't even know that people that are like 26 might remember it, to be honest. So, because they would have been like four. <laughs> so. For, for those of you too young to remember the Y2K scare. Oh my God, that was a great day. Yeah, the, 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 I was ready for it. I had my pajamas on, had my coffee. <laughs> I was excited. I, I was a, a naysayer. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. I hated but, everybody like you because yeah. I was waiting for the end. Well, it's more now. It wasn't then. So so at any rate, the, the Y2K bug was everybody was freaking out about. And um, it had to do with dating and how software only used two digits to define the date. Basically, because people never thought that their software would last beyond the year 2000, right? So, again... I mean, it was a concern. Yeah, you, and it did affect certain systems, like, it caused them yeah, to crash out. Yeah, was some. But we weren't really as reliant, clearly, as we are now on all this computer stuff that we have interwoven into everything. In 2000, we could have hypothetically gone back, since we'd only really been in the computer world for, like, five years, to pen and paper and go, oh, that didn't work out. But now... No one knows how to do that. Not even people that lived in it. Right. They're like, oh, we got to have that. How will we go back to this? I tried writing a letter to my aunt. My hand's cramping like oh, halfway in. Oh, my God. How bad is that? My God. It's pathetic. So there was a whole, and if you, if you get a chance, the movie Office Space gets into this discussion, but there was a whole uh, come up and <laughs> fall apart over the two-digit format of the year. And everybody had to update their code so that it would be four digits as opposed to two. Because, you know, short-term planning, long-term view, sometimes those things don't match. And uh, eventually they did it, and of course we our systems more or less kind of held together. Uh, although one could say that Windows 2000 wasn't that great to start with, so we probably wouldn't have noticed it anyway. <laughs> um, but that's when this whole thing with Maxwell and, and Epstein really starts is about 2000. So I'm going to declare them the actual Y2K bug. Right. It just took like another 20 years for it to hit. So the reason why, you know, I mean, there's evidence, obviously, that it's it really happened. But an interesting thing happened to me when I was in France. Um, this the, the lady that was staying in the Jeep next to us, she starts talking about this lady that she knew. And um, she started telling us her story. It was her roommate. And she said um, when she was like, I don't know, 18, uh, 20, she was pretty young. I mean, she was of age, but she was in a club and I can't remember the location, but she's in a club somewhere and um, she ends up getting kidnapped and taken as a sex slave. And she lives, she tells the story about this girl living in a dungeon for, I don't know, like 10 years in this dungeon, like and being used and passed around. And then finally she, she comes to realize that if she starts being friendly with them, 
and acting like she's enjoying her life that they will start to um, like like her and they let her out of the cage and she becomes a spy for them and then she finally escapes okay yeah that was a story and and it was like she told me the story it was unprovoked i didn't we weren't even talking about anything she just brings a story up about a roommate which i found interesting yeah so the that was in 2000 that was 2015 when she told me that story so the main accuser here the person that was willing to speak up in this epstein ordeal was named virginia goofrey yeah. yeah and she encountered maxwell where first Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago in 2000. Mm-hmm. So she's giving, um, I don't know if she's, I think she's a massage therapist at that point. Um, but essentially. No, I don't think she was. I think she was doing something else. I think they were the ones that got her to be a massage therapist. I think she's working in the spa though. She was Mar-a-Lago. maybe folding towels and cleaning or something. I don't right. know, but it wasn't. Her dad was working there and her dad got her as like a side job or something. So Maxwell shows up and says, Hey, we've got this house and, uh, like we like to have lots of chicks <laughs> basically at this house. Um, so we don't like to pay butlers, you know, that's their standard line. They're too stuffy and so on and so forth. And we need somebody to come to this house that will help us, uh, take care of this. And she offered, she's offering to pay $20 an hour, right. To college kids basically. Mm. Well, and, she wasn't in college. She was 14 or 15 at the time. Or, well, yeah, I know. But what, what I'm saying is that they they recruit at college campuses and stuff as well. So they, right. they, they're going around and trying to find uh, younger girls. If you're, if you're 20, you're too old for Epstein. So he prefers them to be about 15 or 16, 14, 15. Right. And uh, he switches it up on that point. And there's lots and lots of photographic evidence. Like we're talking... Oh, yeah. Cases and cases and cases of like, not just uh, testimony, but like literal cases of CDs, of DVDs, of all this stuff they've gotten that are clearly underage girls. Right. Like, there's no debating. Mm-hmm. And so they've got all this evidence that are just, it's just stacked up every which way, right? Mm-hmm. Just box after box of all this stuff that they've found. And this is um, all going to be, it's entered into evidence on this thing. It's not, this isn't, maybe we can find it. It's actually there. Right. Right. Yeah. No, there's no case at all. Like they should just let her go. Well, let her go. Innocent woman. So what happens is that uh, Virginia, there's some problems. Okay. With, with everybody in this case, but the smoking gun is they've already got the guilt of Epstein. And Maxwell's working with Epstein. It's very evident that that's the case. What they're really debating, if you want to be technical about it, is whether or not uh, Virginia's details are correct. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a matter of if her, her story is, is right. They're debating the details. And they're saying that she's a liar and she's made it more salacious than it actually is. And there's all these different minimizations of... Uh, Even though they have all the evidence yeah. showing this is what was going on. So so, so the, they're pointing at her making this poor girl like she's some kind of gold digger or whatever. Right. Like, really? She was hiding out in Australia, as far as I know. Right. Because they were, oh, I don't know, threatening her life. Well, so so what happens is, is that to, to further tell the story is they recruit her. Uh, and, uh, she is expected to give Epstein massages, which then, uh, also, um, the detail of the massage that's not mentioned as sexual gratification and she's paid $200 per massage in addition to $200 in travel expense to do these things. And the, the, the trouble is that her memory isn't very good because she's literally jet sitting all over the place and getting kind of traumatized. You know, she might be have a little trauma, a little mind control going on. I don't know. MK Ultra, you right. know, sex slave stuff. I don't know. It kind of messes with people's brains. And she doesn't want to go back to the life she had before, which is, you know, not with $200. And she convinces herself on some level that Jeffrey loves her. Yeah, I saw that. 
Right. As a 14 or 15-year-old might do. Which is why you don't have when sex with children. When you're 14 or 15, you might think that, oh, I don't know, your favorite rock star or whatever is in love with you. I mean, yeah. you might yeah, you think it's great. You might have some immature beliefs. So he, she gets with Epstein and, you know, he leads her on and she doesn't really want to go back to her previous life. And then finally... What kind of snaps her too is that he says, you could be like my surrogate mother to my child, uh, and then you would give me the child and then never see it again. Yeah. And she says, wait, I think something's wrong with this. <laughs> but Why is the, he throwing me away? Right. But in the meantime, she's been like giving massages to Prince Andrew and, you know, all these other That's influential people. That's pretty jet setting. And, and, getting, and getting lots of money. So she has like an incentive to like not really want to talk about this because her life's going to go from, you know, crazy lifestyles of the rich and famous to crap pretty quickly. Right. So there's a lot of pressure there on that point. And not to mention that as she's going to these places, there's so many girls and so much stuff happening that she doesn't really know who she's dealing with or where she is. Yeah. So she's pretty confused. And so they, the media comes in and interviews her on the point and, you know, the media walks away with a story and says, well, she did this, that, and the other, and this, and, uh, you know, lots of things that are passed around now. So one of the things she says is Trump was there and he flirted with her and blah, 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 blah. But when you start really digging into the story, there's a retraction of the fact that she said that she said, yeah, we mentioned that in the interview, you know, but uh, later on, we know that wasn't really the case. I'd like to retract that. That's not accurate. Uh, the person that made the article decided to put it that way. Mm. So this is what's making her look like she's not credible. Yeah. So there's a, it's not so much that like, there, there's no debate. There's trafficking happening, right? The debate is that, and they didn't even get her name right. Like Max, when Maxwell replies, she, she calls her Victoria Guffrey. Yeah, that's a... Like, they don't even get the name correct, and they deny it. So, and the whole thing just gets worse from there. It's, so, the thing is, and and I would imagine, because there were supposed to be tunnels and, um, like, dungeons and stuff on his island and all of this, that she would have, I mean, I'm guessing that there was some, like, torture going on, and there was some prisonership going on. I think there was, I read something where some stories were, they were talking about um, threatening other kids who not Vir not her, not Virginia, because she was kind of the golden child, but other kids that wouldn't do what they wanted, that they were going to feed them into an alligator pit. Well, right, because so she she I mean, her testimony is a little smoother, like, oh, well, you know, yeah, he shouldn't have done that. But he wasn't really like torturing her. You know, she seemed to enjoy it. Uh, I mean, but there was a lot more going on. I don't know that she enjoyed it so much as she convinced herself that Jeffrey was in love with her. So, uh, from the from the pieces that I've seen, so it it's complicated because there's all these other girls that you know were shaking, um, clearly traumatized in some there's way. Or some another. who wouldn't even come forward. Right, they didn't know how they got where they were. Number one, yeah, and I mean that sort of says. I was trafficked and, you know, flown around to the point, I don't know, up from down anymore. And they drugged him. Right. And so what they're doing is they're they're denying the particulars, right? They're saying, well, this isn't true because what she said isn't accurate. In other words, because she misremembered this thing or the media misquoted it, I'm going to just call it all a lie categorically. Yeah. And that's the way this trial's proceeding. It's proceeding on that basis, evidently. I mean, I, we don't know right now because they shut down coverage of it for the most part. Which is... Real suspect, too. I mean, right. come on. This is like, this is the court proceeding of the century, if not the millennium. Yeah. And I mean, you're talking kings, queens, uh, and the many, elite of the elite. And the, the files were sealed. So they, they wouldn't let the media have any of these files. And it took a couple of people fighting pretty hard to get them unsealed to where you can even uh, understand the material that has yeah, been. Yeah, that's BS. Right. So this whole trial, it's not really... You know, we're really debating, like, the, the debate isn't, is Maxwell guilty? It's more, is Virginia telling, the, is her memory accurate? And, of course, we already know the answer is not fully, because she's dealing with an extraordinary situation, under a lot of pressure and having all kinds of issues, I'm sure. 
Here's all that needs to be said. Were you on this plane? Did they have sex with you? And was it against your will? Right. Yes. Okay. Court closed. We don't need anything else. Right. Why do you need to know where the hell you were? What damn difference does it make if you were in Spain or in London or... It's really... The whole thing is irritating. Well, child trafficking tends to be irritating Yeah, it's bad. And it needs to end. And I tell you what... If this thing doesn't go forward, something needs to happen. This is this is enough. Well, what's happening in this country and what's happening in this world, it's enough. This isn't the first time that child trafficking has, trafficking has come up in connection to a royalty. Uh, Queen Victoria actually had the same thing happen uh, with, uh, I believe his name was William Steed. William Steed wrote an article and he said, in essence, I can go buy a child anywhere in London if you, if you know where to look. And he proceeds to go do it, and he writes an entire article about it, and everybody says, oh, this is scandalous. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened to Steed in the end, right? Yes. Yeah, he uh, he got the near my God to thee treatment. He was on the Titanic, and he drowned. Gee, right. imagine that. So I think there's a, a long-established pattern of these people doing things like that and then getting away with it because, well they're powerful right so So then what's the point of it all happening what's the point of it all coming out if it's not going to go to justice if it's not going to stop anything if it's if nobody's going to do anything and people just want to go on with their lives and point fingers at the people who do talk about it and the people that do talk about it become you know targets then what what's the whole point well, in case you haven't noticed, there is an actual plague raging in the background or an alleged plague. Right. So I believe this case coming up again is sort of saying, you know, here are your sins, America and England and other participants well, the in the world. world. Really? Here, here. Let's get into Haiti. That's a whole nother ball right. of your, uh, wax. Here are your sins. What are you going to do about them? You know, it's not really a matter of did you do it? It's already we know you did it. Yeah, it's done. So what what do we do? Well, so the, the common person can't really, I mean, you're not going to be able to probably influence the, the Maxwell trial, you know, unless it's through prayer or something. If you have contacts that you can say, hey, this thing is crazy, then you probably should do that. But I mean, a lot of this is all contingent on people choosing to do the right thing at this point. And um, I think really what's happening from a universal perspective, which is how I choose to see this is we're all being given an opportunity to see exactly what's happening without the denial, you know, involved of the Disney and the way we want our families to be. And either we're going to go for the truth or we're not. And I think this Maxwell case is just one more example of that. All right. So we go for the truth. Right. I'm going for the truth. What does that do? How does that change my life? Uh, Probably pretty rapidly because you're not going to be able to exist, you know, the way that you normally would. So, so we, for instance, we flip on a switch and the light comes on, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't really think about all the intermediate things that are happening to to make that happen. We don't think about the world. We don't think about the coal. We don't think about, you know, the people that may or may not be voluntarily doing the jobs that allow us to do that because we're disconnected from that reality. Right. We just do it. If we want a cup of coffee, we go to Starbucks. We don't think about, like, is Starbucks, like, you know, funding blood diamonds. <laughs> like that's not typically something that the average person thinks of. Right. Right. Cause we're interested in just getting our cup of coffee. Well, and, and I think people are even disconnected. Well, uh, there's nothing I can do if they're doing that at the top. How's that affecting my, my there, coffee? Of course there's something you can do. You can buy your coffee somewhere else. But it's like, not. They're probably doing it too. Well, maybe, but until you have some kind of firm evidence, you just keep on moving around, hoping that you can get to a spot that uh, might not be that. So if you do nothing, you're just going to say, well, they're doing it too. Then, well, so what? Like, I mean, that's not a very good case to, to make. It's sort of the, if everybody jumps off the cliff, are you going to do well, it too? Well, I have a, pers- I have an idea. Okay. That people just buy local from people. But see, you got to even watch there because as we know in local communities all around this world, um, there's people in control there too, and they're doing shitty stuff. So what you need to do is get, um, you know, grouped up together and start buying from things you know are not. Or another way you could do it is you could ask one another and say, Hey, are you into child pedophilia? If the answer is no, then you could start to make like a business together 
Yeah, where, where you don't do that because people are going to answer that straight up, right? I'm just stating, like, <laughs> I mean, that's at least something, right? Like, it's better than just going with the status quo here on this thing, because right? At this point, the status quo is, and then, not but then, good. but then this this brings this brings this thought up. Yesterday, I saw a um, Holocaust survivor talking about how in the beginning, in the early stages of this, it was, well, no Jews allowed in this restaurant. And they're like, okay, we'll just go eat somewhere else. It's that same thing. And then it was like, oh, no Jews allowed to come, you know, in, in the library. And they're like, okay, we'll go read somewhere else. We'll start our own. I mean, they actually did the same thing. This is how it starts. So they are so they have all the money they have all the power they have they they run the laws but so they, but they don't have god do they did the jews have god uh yeah they did but then some of them weren't utilizing yahweh to the full potential i don't think well i'd say six million of them didn't well i don't know <laughs> i mean I, a whole lot i don't want to make that argument because i think that in the end the the choice of quote unquote the chosen people is a little bit different than the choice of other people because you're always going to have to the extent that people that are part of that group that are supposed to be doing things that are holy if they choose to do something unholy somebody's going to have to pay for it right eventually somebody will same thing here in america what? somebody somebody's going to pay for it it's not the sin builds up and the the common people are just running around like you know cattle and somebody's going to have to pay for it. And the question is, who is going to get the bill for the things that have been done? And you can delay it. You can cause all kinds of different things to happen and change the timeline, change the narrative. You can do all kinds of things. But the question is, who's going to pay the bill? Period. Right. And the answer isn't always fair on that. It's not a matter of somebody that just, you know, didn't believe in Yahweh or something. It's sometimes somebody who really does believe in Yahweh. And you get martyrdom. Uh, sometimes it's somebody well, who's sure, cause that's a pure sacrifice. Right. And you know, so are kids. So same thing. So, so what's happening is all this, it's not just that evil is getting repaid with evil. It's that there's good people also being included in all this. And so, well, it's, I think if, if the power of the people came together and put down their stupid differences about the stupidest stuff and actually stood against the shit. Well, that's the key, right? That's the problem, but nobody does. I don't know that nobody does, but I would say that there's not a great track record of people cooperating on the point because typically they stop at the at the moment their wallet starts to get a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. They start going, well, I don't know if I really believe in child sexual trafficking that much. <laughs> I really like milkshakes. You know, <laughs> it's, it's that, that logic. And it's selfish and self-centered and a terrible thing, but it's really nothing new in the sense that we've been doing it for years. It just hasn't been quite so starkly obvious. Right. So it's now very starkly obvious. It's, you know, here are all these people that are corrupt. So you've got Epstein and, you know, there's a tie into the CIA and Mossad and all these places that are powerful, like cloak and dagger, take you in the middle of the night and kill you places and people. Who's going to want to talk about that? Mm. Nobody. For the most part, they're going to go, yeah, I'm not dealing with that. Right. So that's the problem. Nobody realizes it's actually a war that's happening right now, raging in front of you. Right. So you have the media that's, you know, staying, saying one thing, and then you have people, you know, these smaller pop-up, like, uh, because it's so corrupt in the media, then people have taken that into their own hands, and they've started these other small um, news corporations, Newsmax, and then whatever, and then Trump's coming out with his own called Truth. Right. Which, by the way, right before that happened, so I had, like, this weird vision that Trump was like a golem, and that... <laughs> He yeah. was like, just going to start pounding through stuff. And this is real weird. I'm not going to say I'm a super, like at any point, I always tell people, be careful about whoever you follow because, you know, they could turn evil. Like you might think, oh, this person's great, but secretly, you know, they're doing the same thing, you know, right. they're, but, but uh, up until that point, um, I might lean one way or another, but I did have this vision it was like God was showing that he was going to use Trump as this golem to start beating the crap out of everything. And it was like two weeks later, he comes up with this truth, um, social media. But a lot of people may not know that the golem was, is that when he had the word, um, the clay, the Jewish man makes the clay man to protect him against the, 
people that were trying to kill them. Right. Uh, he had the word emet, which is truth written on the golem's head. And that's what brought him to life. So I think that, I think, you know, my vision is about to show that Trump is going to use this thing and beat the living hell out of everything. Well, it's a, he's a blunt force well, instrument. He and is. he was also born on a lunar eclipse, right? Yeah. Which we've had several of those, which is not normal either. So any one of these things, like any one of these things in an old nation, you would go, this is not good. <laughs> we've got a solar eclipse. We've got lunar eclipses. It's fine. Yeah. Then people go, well, we've always seen. No, 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 no. Not to this extent. This is an exorbitant level of just crazy celestial things happening. So either it means something or it doesn't. Either that's like Yahweh's billboard and he posts things up for you to figure out, you know, kind of what's happening or he doesn't. And I'd say pretty much everybody knows it's kind of weird out there. Yeah, but they're not really thinking like, why? It's just like, well, we got to get the vax, and it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. There's no further discussion, right? And and that's the the trouble is that these things are going up into to big league things. These are going into how nations fall. So Rome fell pretty quickly. You know, it fell mm, fairly rapidly for being as big as it was. And um, I think we're getting into a corridor here where it's looking like all of our systems are starting to hit uh, full strain because we're just too friggin', you know, dual. There's too much duality and lying going on. Right. By the way, there's rumors that the Pope is dying. Oh, that's a shame. I just thought I'd let everybody know. These he, are my inside he, sources I can't reveal. He was such a good Jesuit. You know, gods and like aliens and i'm not saying jesuits are bad or anything but i'm not gonna even get into that i'm not gonna say they're excellently good either you know there was this one time <laughs> yep i have always these these stories there's this one time uh i worked i think i talked about this i don't know if he was a jesuit or not francis do they wear no do they wear brown robes who wears brown robes those are franciscans i think oh okay well, my ex-husband worked at a Hardee's and this Jesuit priest came in and made friends with him. Oh, boy. I know. And then I heard that the Opus Day also was in the small town of Ashland. Oh, gee golly. Like, really? Why would they be there? So, yeah. And that was all tied with my ex-in-laws and my ex. But anyway, uh, when I at, during that time, so this is the 90s. That's why I'm bringing it up. Um, I was working at. Uh, American Vision Center, which is no longer there. It's next to Jeffrey Allen's in Springfield, Illinois. Mm -hmm. And it was on a Wednesday when we had no doctor who was a big time conspiracy theorist. Mr. Dr. Childress was his name. Hmm. And he was always talking about crazy stuff. And Dick Durbin came in. That was a funny day when he thought he was going to lose his mind because he was always talking about the Illuminati. And this is 1996, I think. 95, maybe even. So, you know, I've been around this stuff for a long time. Well, anyway, this dude walks in. I turn around. He's wearing this brown robe, and he's got, like, this this wooden cross hanging from his from this rope around his... I think it was... I don't know if it was hanging from a belt. But anyway, and I said, can I help you? And he said, um, yeah. And I said, well, let me pull your file. And I said, have you been here before? And he said, Yes. And I said, well, let me pull your file. What's your name? And he said, John D. Baptist. And I mean, with a straight face, Uh oh, straight face. He didn't, he didn't laugh. He didn't, he, I mean, it was like, he just stared right at me and I kind of giggled and I said, <laughs> your parents had a good sense of humor and his face did not change. He was like looking at me like, why, why do you think that's funny? <laughs> and, um, so I'm pulling the file and literally, and we had alarms on our doors when somebody came in and out. I turned around. The man was gone. Hmm. He disappeared. I ran to the door, looked down, and there was nowhere you could have gone. There was no way. It had The whole front of the store was just glass. He could not have disappeared that fast. He hmm. literally disappeared. I that was really weird. be inclined to say they'd be more Trappist than Franciscan in that particular instance. Yeah, I don't instance. know. But that yeah. was a weird experience. Trappists were kind of a different order all the way around anyway. So... But yeah, I think people have all kinds of things that can happen in their reality. Although John D. Baptist appearing and disappearing is usually way on up on that list. Well, I just sent an order off to somebody named Maria de Jesus. Hey, I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like usually when that happens, it's a uh, it's a pretty big deal. If it's gonna happen, I'm gonna get that weird stuff. Right. So, at any rate, the 
overarching picture here is that this Epstein Maxwell thing is it should be an open and shut case like there shouldn't even really be any debate it's like right what we're really debating is it should be blah 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 you're guilty by like that's all this should be like well you got sex child trafficking pictures yeah okay well so like did did Guffrey characterize this correct no no she I mean yeah we're child sex traffickers but like yeah she she got the wrong address today today, um, Elon (laughs) Musk ended up posting he posted the picture on Twitter of him and, and Maxwell Right. And he said, oh, she photobombed me. And it apparently was at like a TED talk or whatever. Right. And people are like, wait a minute. Your brother actually dated Jeffrey Epstein's ex-girlfriend. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's There's a lot of crap coming out about that. And I think he's trying to get in front of it before it tries to steamroll him. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. His He calls all his like spaceships and crap dragons so yeah that's a little telling i don't know there's a whole thing in revelation about that no yeah i mean you could call them like ponies you know you could call them yeah this is my silver pony (laughs) i mean they don't call them that and i think his ex-wife is a witch some sort of thing like that i don't know if she's an actual witch but i think she might have said she was what was it uh, i mean come on what was it the football guy he was a patriot you know the main guy i can think of his name right now no idea brady tom brady tom brady his wife pretty much said she was she yeah was she uh, she says she's a white witch right and does good spells for him to like you know puts crystals in his pockets and stuff i guess i don't know i mean i think there's a difference between like trying to like make sure your luck is good versus trying to influence the game i think those are very different things yeah i don't know i don't know what she does i just heard that too I'd also heard she had some sort of altar she made or something. And I mean, this is just football, right? Like this isn't even, we're not even talking about anything (laughs) un-American, straight up football. Next thing you know, all this crap's going to come out and we're going to find out that, you know, they're going to have like some council that's going to be like the magic council of the world. And if you are misusing magic in some wrong way, you're going to be thrown in jail. That'd be interesting. You've run afoul of the wizarding council. Right. That's next. <laughs> what do we do? Well, you did wizard things incorrectly. All right. Can't do that. Very You're guilty bad. of murder by wizarding. Yeah, it's screwing up the intergalactic peace treaty that was signed last night. <laughs> so can't have that. That crap's happening, man. <laughs> well, we're about. Are a, we at an hour? About at an I hour. I feel like I'm rambling about, now. About an hour and a minute. By the way, if anybody's listening at all, we are starting to line up some guests. Yep. So we're going to revisit our cymatics. I'm in the process of talking to a future guest, and they are an expert in cymatics. And if you'll remember on our episode two, where we talked to Stuart Mitchell, who was an expert on cymatics and used it um, in his work, um, we will be revisiting that subject. I've got a few others that I'm going to be lining up. So we've just been kind of warming up these first few episodes, kind of getting back in the saddle again i guess you'd say and yep. um start picking on my connections and seeing who i can get to talk to us right <laughs> so anyway all right so that's something to look forward to we're kind of slow i we're kind of slow no i've just been kind of like actually i'm not that slow i'm slow okay all right i move along pretty quickly i'm, kinda, I'm not i've been doing feng shui so oh yeah well yeah it is a challenging environment at the it's moment. It's changed my energies. <laughs> I'm glad. And to, I'm not a witch. Glad to hear that. That's not a witch, but. Okay. Well, I'm glad you also told us that. Okay. So is there anything we need to say in conclusion for this particular episode? No, I think that's it. They, mm. uh, let me just say this right now, because I know that this is going to, uh, if, if they're listening, they better put that woman behind bars and um, for all the rest of eternity and or else and everybody connected to it. Yeah, I think um, I'll put it to you this way. I cannot take it. Here's a different statement. Justice is coming, and it doesn't really matter if you try to obstruct it or not. It's happening. Well, it's going to happen. It's just the same as any other thing. Like if you if you cross John Wick the wrong way, then probably you're going to wind up dead. And that's the way this situation's turning out. From December twenty second, by the way, there is right. a new John Wick coming out, but not on December twenty second. It's the new Kingsman and the new. Um, uh, Matrix 4. So this whole thing is 
from a spiritual standpoint, is very serious. And oh, it's serious. If, if humanity doesn't choose to do the right thing here, I'm very, very convinced that other forces that are not humanity Yeah, they will. are. So. I'm telling you, they are. It's coming. Right. And you better line up with the right side or else. Examine your values. Think very carefully about the, the narratives that you've been supporting for 20 years. Because here's one, here's one fun thing I'll say. There's a lot of people that have worked for 20 years, right? So, like, let's say you were 40 20 years ago. And now you're pushing like 60, you're getting up into retirement age, or maybe you were a little bit older, you know, 65, something like that. And you worked hard. Well, good for you. But how many children had to suffer and die while you were working hard? Mm -hmm. Right. So is that something you think about? Is that something you No, nobody thinks about nobody that. does because mm -hmm. like the, the narrative is you worked hard. Right, right. So and also depending on where you worked hard at. So right. like if I work at, I don't know, let's say at the dollar store. And it's funded by China completely and right. little children are being forced, right? you know, to um, make stuff for this thing. Or having an iPhone or any of those things. We already iPhones, know. we know, yeah. but yeah. right now, right? So there's not a lot of options. Well, there are options. Right. Well, there's a thing called a pine phone, right? So hmm. that's like a different option to try, but then you have to be willing to take the risk and have the money to do it. So... A lot of the trouble is that there's a lot of iPhone devices like floating around because they've been here for forever and there aren't a lot of pine phone devices. Right. So what well, do you... we all need to stop. Just stop it. Right. Just end it. We need to just end it. Well, all right then. I think all that's right. about it. I'll give you the last word, Melissa. Um, the last word. Thank you for um, listening. <laughs> and this is made possible by viewers like you. Seriously. Mm -hmm. We, in part, run off of donations, and there's a donate link on our podcast if you're listening. So if you're really thinking, hmm, what can I do? I just have no idea. We how have to so do. many surprises coming. Yeah. What can I do to help support these fun narratives that are being advanced by these Let's two? Let's see what dumb thing Melissa's going to say again. Right. Send me $5. I'll then, say dumb things. Don't no, worry. Yeah, I mean. I got it, plenty of them. It helps us continue saying dumb things. That's really what it does. Right. And then some, some wise things might slip in there too. And you might Even if you hate me and you just like to listen so you can make fun of me. Right. Me $5. And, and mainly, you know, uh, I'm talking to people that are listening that typically don't contribute anything. If you're contributing something, then, you know, I don't want you to feel pressured. This isn't I like, do. An, pressure this, you. this isn't like NPR where they like, they're like, you're going to get this tote bag. And if you don't do it, we're never giving you any programming again. We're going to recap you. I do actually have, like, I do have giveaways. Nobody's paying attention to. Right. Yeah, Each true. week after an episode, I'll ask a question. What did we say? So I have movies, I have books, I have all kinds of stuff I can right. give away. You do. I like true. doing that. It's fun. Yep. So. You could donate and listen to it and potentially win something. So that's like a real yeah. big incentive, right? Should be. So give us money. That's really what this boils down to. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, I'm Joe Bill. And I'm Melissa. And this has been Nearly, Nearly Sacred. Sacred.